everybody this morning? Alive and well? Very good. So as you saw, uh, that was our Thanksgiving serve event. We were able to go and partner with Agape Family Life Center, uh, which we love partnering with them. They always do a great job, and they were handing out turkeys, and they prepackaged these boxes that have Thanksgiving meals in there. And so it was great to partner with them and hand out about 150 meals uh, to the Low Country, Hardyville, and Jasper County area specifically. They were able to come in and rotate. So thank you so much for those who came and volunteered for that. Um, we do that every year with them, and we're uh, just praying and leaning forward. We believe that one day we'll be able to host one as a church, but for now we love partnering with those who are already at work in our community. And so we partner with them uh, to accomplish that. So it's always a great thing to help those in need this holiday season. So today, if you're joining us for the first time, maybe the first time in a while, or signing online for the first time, first time with our church, we're in week two of a series called A Thankful Life. A Thankful Life. And we believe that a thankful life can change your life. And so today, I want to give you the verses that we're going to be in. Uh, this is my 1030 crowd, so I'm expecting you to be lively, you're awake, you had your coffee, you had your breakfast right, and we're ready to rock and roll. Uh, but so Colossians chapter 2, Colossians chapter 2, and then we're going to be in James chapter 1. Colossians chapter 2, James chapter 1. We'll be there in the next few moments. Uh, but I'm just going to pray and ask God to speak to our hearts while you find that and as we get settled in. So let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your truth. We just come to you today with thankful hearts that our minds would be open to what you would have for us, God, that the Holy Spirit would move. God, I pray that you would give us wisdom, give us discernment, give us direction. God, we just need you here in this moment, this, these seasons of our life, and that we would be fully surrendered to you, God. I pray that I would decrease so that you may increase. And we ask all this in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. So as we think about a thankful life, um, and of course, we're coming up. I mean, Thanksgiving is this week. It's no longer coming down the road, right? Like Thanksgiving is here. And when we think about Thanksgiving, usually sometimes we get together and we do what? We eat a bunch of food, right? It's one of my favorite holidays. One, because people get together, they gather, but also we get to eat. And I kind of want to judge the room a little bit. Um, how do you like your food? Okay, so for me, when I go through the line, I, I, I like to try a little bit of everything. You know, I'm, if it's on the table, I'm probably going to put it on my plate, you know. And what happens, though, is you get about halfway down the table and your plate is full. So what do you do? You get a new plate. You keep it separate? Nope, nope. There you go. You just keep piling it on. It turns into like a bowl, and it is so good, and you just mix it together. There you go. Yes, somebody is with me. And But at the end of all that, then you take the gravy, you know, and it's, it's meant just for your mashed potatoes or maybe your dressing. But it's really good if you just put it on everything, you know, just put it all together. It is. I like it. It kind of just starts to drip and to flow over and all those pieces. Or are you the person where you're like, my food can't touch? That's it. I, nope. I, I need you need that lunch tray from when you were in elementary school just to keep everything separate. One plate here, one plate there. And if it touches, you're like, I can't do it. Um, but whatever that may look like. And when I think about thankfulness, I'm going to connect the two here in a second, I promise. But when you think about thankfulness, I kind of think about my gravy that I like, you know, uh, because what the Bible teaches us about thankfulness is that God wants us to be over flowing with thankfulness, not just a moment or a season or this is going to happen here, but he wants it to be overflowing to the point where it's almost all coming together and it's overflowing the tray and coming off the table and leaking over the floor. And God says, I want your 
thankfulness to be so overflowing. It's just oozing out of us. But I think if we're honest with each other, sometimes it's kind of hard, right? Because life happens, situation happens, and there's this crazy thing in our life called people, and they like to come in and, and cause tension, and it's hard sometimes to be thankful. And so what does that look like? And to help us understand this and how this develops in our life and how do we grow in maturity to where this can happen, we look at the book of Colossians. And I love the book of Colossians because it's an eye-opening book and it's a forward and almost direct book, but it is written in opposition of people who are trying to come into the church and bring in this false doctrine into the church during this time. In fact, they were creating this theology this idea about who God is and our relationship with God, and they called it, well, we call it now Gnosticism, but really what it is is I become more self-aware, and the more self-aware I become, that's the deeper revelation of truth that I receive, where almost truth comes through me. And the more that I can kind of be in tune with what is happening, if I can hone in these skills throughout the rest of my life, I can grow deeper in revelation. But as we see in Scripture, we see that when we come to know Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit. And in fact, the Bible says that I must decrease and he must increase, right? We see that I must die to myself, surrender to the spirit that has worked in me. And it's the Holy Spirit that is at work and does the revelation in my heart and in my mind. And so we see that all throughout Scripture. And it's interesting because he's writing in opposition to that truth. But we see here in these verses that we're going to look at, he ties it all together in a nice bow with thankfulness. He says that thankfulness will help us to keep this right mindset, this right truth. And so we're going to pick up here in Colossians chapter two. We're going to read verses six and seven. And it says this. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. I love that word there. And you see, because he's writing in this kind of opposition to help uh, lead the way for everybody to understand, Colossians is very heavy on the deity, on who God is, that he is this mighty creator, that he is Lord over all, that he is God. And you see that it's very heavy in the book of Colossians. And, and he goes in here and he says, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in him, build some of him, establish in faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Scripture loves that word abounding. And if you look at that word and uh, another word used for abounding is overflow, overflowing with thanksgiving. In fact, if you read other translations, they use that word overflow with thanksgiving. And I think about that and I think about your life and my life and it's going, wow, how can I get to the place where I'm overflowing, where it just comes out of me and it's in me so much. And how do I eliminate those the aspects of thankfulness where I feel like I'm just kind of going haywire? And last week we talked about thankfulness with God. And if I'm thankful with God for who he is, now my circumstances don't determine my thankfulness because God is who he is yesterday, today and forevermore. Right. I can always be thankful for his goodness. We just think that because God is what always good. And we understand that. And and that eliminates the circumstantial peace. But for today, for you and I, in order to get to abounding in Thanksgiving or overflow with Thanksgiving, he, he sets it up the foundation for it. And he says, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, 
So walk in him, rooted and built up in him. I love that because for you and I, we think maybe I've given my life to Jesus and I've got my ticket into heaven. And now I'm, I'm just coasting away. I'm just sailing away, right? This is it. And for you and I, when we give our lives to Christ, it is just the beginning. It's just the beginning of what God wants to do with our time here on earth. Yes, we're eternally secure. We're going to talk about that later. But yes, he's saying that that's just the beginning. That's the starting line. That's the moment where our roots begin to grow deep in who Christ is. Because my roots will grow deep into him. My faith will be strengthened and I will understand what that is. So giving our life to Jesus is just the beginning. It begins to lay the foundation. But here's the kind of the key to all of this. Here's the key to the overflowing peace. It says, as you received Christ Jesus, as you and I received Christ Jesus, that when we surrender our life to him, we receive a relationship with Christ. But when we receive a relationship with Christ, we receive so many other things. And it's a different position because now I'm coming, I'm going, okay, what have I received and when you and I realize and really understand what we have received in Christ, it creates this thankfulness in our hearts, or it should, right? It, our hearts begin to change. It breaks away some of the callous, and it heals some of the things. So now I'm not just trying to heal, but I'm also, God's healing me, but then I'm overflowing in it. And we see this begin to happen, and our thankfulness comes from what we have received in Christ, if you're taking notes. So we may ask the question, what have I received in Christ? What have you and I received in Christ? And if you've been going to church for a long time or maybe you're uh, understanding this, you may look at this question or look at this statement and go, yeah, I get that. Okay, yeah, I've given my life to Jesus. That's great, right? But to fully understand, I think it's so important for us to revisit it. And so I, I've helped create a list here of the things that you and I have received in Christ. This is not an exhaustive list uh, because Christ is so good and his rich and mercy and grace that he's given us so much more. But there's a list that you and I have been given. We're going to put it on the screens for you as well. And I'm going to just talk to him for just a quick moment for you and I. But the first thing that you and I have received in Christ is that we are chosen. How amazing is it to know that God saw you and saw 2023, this generation, and said, you know what? That world needs them right there, right in this moment, in this season, that family, whatever it may be, right? That God initiate, right? He pursues us. We see that all throughout Scripture. And the Holy Spirit begins to draw us in and we give our lives to Christ. And then when we give our lives to Jesus, we hear the gospel and we respond to it. We place our faith in Jesus, surrender our life to him. We see this exchange begin to happen where I give Christ my life, my brokenness, my sin, my past, all of those, my shortcomings. And this beautiful exchange happens. He gives me life. He gives me forgiveness. He gives me hope. And then we receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God himself. We know God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And you and I, we receive the living God dwelling in us. I mean, we could just stop on the first two. Have a good day, right? Like, that'd be great. That'd be amazing to think about. But we receive the Holy Spirit, which is Christ, I mean, which is God dwelling in us, working with our soul, working with our conscience and our mind and our heart and our emotions. We see that God is dwelling in us. In us, And then we see that our eternity is secure, which we talked about earlier, that you and I are heaven bound, that my eternity it, in John 10, it talks about where God holds us in his hand. 
And then, not only that, the, the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts to equip and build up the church and maybe evangelism or teaching or serving or mercy or whatever it may be that the spiritual gifts that you and I have received is a gift that we did not ask for, but the Spirit works with us and we receive those spiritual gifts, not just to sit on them, right? But to use them for the glory of God, to use them to build up and equip His church. And then it says, we have an intimate relationship with God. And uh, at our house, we have uh, the street and it dead ends to the road. And so it's a really great place to play basketball and play football. And so my kids love they're outside all the time and they're outside playing. And all the neighborhood kids will end up coming to our street and playing. We love that. You know, uh, that way my kids not running around acting crazy. I can keep an eye on them right there. But the other kids are coming. And when they get tired and they're sweating like crazy in the low country humidity, they come in the house and my kids do what? They run in the house and they rip open the refrigerator, right? And they're grabbing a cup and they're getting some water and they're getting drink, whatever that may be. But when their friends come in, I mean, if they've been with us for a little while, they just kind of run in to grab a cup. But the new friends, they come in and they're kind of timid, right? They're standing off to the back and they're like, um, can I get something to drink too? And they're asking that, and they're like, yeah, come on in, here's the cups, all this, right? But you and I, in Hebrews chapter 4, you, we boldly, like my kids come into the house because it's their house too, right? Because, hey, this is my parents' house. They helped get this. They set this up. They went grocery shopping. You and I, we come boldly to the throne room of God because he is our father. He has given us access through Jesus Christ. And we can come in and we're flinging open the refrigerator going, God, here's everything that I need. Here's everything that's going on in my life. That we get that in Christ. That's what we have received. We have peace in God, the prince of peace that we have. And that is a, I believe, can be one of the greatest evangelistic tools that you and I have in this day and age. Because when we walk outside of these doors, a lot of times the world is what? In chaos. It's everything is happening, right? And then everyone around us can look to Christians and go, wow, you have some of this supernatural peace. What is this? And you and I know because my peace is not determined by the world. My peace is not determined by the things that are going on around me. My peace comes from Jesus. My peace comes from the Holy Spirit that is dwelling in me and his peace flows through me. John chapter 14 tells us that the world cannot give us this kind of peace. And I think we've all lived old enough in the room to realize that's true. Because we've tried all of these different things and always runs dry. But Jesus says, I can give you peace that surpasses all understanding. I can give you this, this amazing sense of, of supernatural knowing who Christ is. And then we have unconditional love. Whew. Anybody thankful for second chances? <laughs> yeah, third chances. Fourth chances. I'm so thankful for 15th chances in Christ. Right? And I, just to know that his love is not conditioned off of me. And what I do, his, he is love. So all he can do is pour out that love for those who will surrender their lives to him and come to him. He is saying, come to me, my love, unconditional that we receive that in Christ. It's so amazing. Then we have a moment by moment presence of God. Every single, we don't have to come. I know some songs a little misleading. You'll come in here. Holy Spirit, come all these things. He's already here. I promise you. Right. Because uh, at the very least, we know when God moves, he is working in and every believer and every month when your presence as a believer is not just your presence. 
Everywhere you go, the Spirit is working and dwelling in you. And when you walk into that place, the, the presence of God is walking in as well. We have to surrender to what he's doing in that moment by moment. We will have a bodily resurrection that one day Jesus says, what well, I will come back. And when he comes back, a new heavens and a new earth, and he begins to establish that. And he says, I'm going to give you a new body. Can you imagine? Right? A new body. And he's saying, no more pain, no more suffering, and no more tears. And we experience that in Christ. You took my list. I got it in my notes right here. Here we go. We have an eternal. Thank you so much. We have an eternal home in Christ that you and I, that the Bible describes. I'm going, Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. This heaven, if you read Revelation, is fascinating to read. Streets of gold and the gold there that talks about is clear so that we can see through it and see the sun who is Jesus. And we see this amazing aspect, the, the uh, pearly gates, all of this that heaven is made of, that you and I have an eternal home. And then lastly, again, this is not an exhaustive list, but we have access to the word of God that you and I have in this day and age more than ever. I would say we have access to the word of God because not only because I get this printed Bible and read it, but I can open up my phone, right, and open up my Bible app and not just read it. I can hit play and it will read to me. How amazing is that, that I have access to the word of God and it, the word of God. This describes who God is. It's a direct revelation of who God is. And so I can open up the word and I say, who is God? I can read it and God begins to reveal that in his word and in his truth. And how amazing is it that we have access to that? It is so good. If I need a reminder, if I need refreshing, I just I need a word from God I can open up and get access to the word of God. We see this. And those are the things that's not even an exhaustive list. So when we think about my thankfulness flows from what I have received in Christ. Think about this list. I have received all of this when I give my life to Christ. And so now I'm living in thankfulness. What if I woke up tomorrow and, and just went through this list and thank God for everything that was on the list? God, thank you that you chose me. Thank you that for the Holy Spirit. Thank you that I'm eternally secure. Thank you that you've given me gifts. Thank you for having an intimate relationship with me. You know the best things about me and you know the worst. And you still sent your son Jesus down on the cross for me. Thank you for peace, God. Thank you for unconditional love. All of those different pieces, right? How amazing is it for you and I? And it begins to do something in us because it can be so easy to take our eyes off of the gift giver and just see the gifts, right? But the proper response, if I were to come up here and Owen were to bring me a present and I would set it down right here, you would think I was rude if I just looked at that present and I took it and I walked away from him and I just walked out of the room, right? It's like, wow, that was rude, Daniel. Great, what was that? But a proper response when he gives me that gift is for me to take it. And then even more than that, what if I'm like, oh, I can't believe you would get that. You would take your time out to give me that gift. Thank you so much, right? Because then you would, we look at that situation and go, wow, he... He's really thankful. He's really excited about that gift. But in our relationship with God, all of these gifts that he's given us, it opens that up. But if you were the enemy, if you were the devil and trying to derail God's people, what would you try to do? 
you would try to take away their thankfulness, right? Because our thankfulness is almost how we view and uh, it's our perspective in life. And he would try to take our perspective from the gift giver and turn it to just the gifts, right? Because when the gifts maybe are not flowing the way that we think, but if you and I will look to the gift giver first, we know that our thankfulness can flow straight from him. And if the enemy wants to derail that, because you and I, when we live in thankfulness, it takes our perspective off of our problems and move it toward moves it towards our provider it doesn't eliminate all of our problems right but it just changes our perspective of going okay these are still here these are still very real it's happening in my life but i'm walking through these problems with god and he's going to help me through he's going to give me strength he's going to comfort me he's going to give me the peace all of these things that we see here because in james chapter one we see this uh uh Verses 16 and 17, and this is what it says. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due change. I love this verse because it says every good and perfect gift comes down from God. He is the gift giver, but he tags it with what we were just talking about. Don't be deceived. We just finished a whole series called Unseen Battles, and there's a spiritual war that is taking place, and the enemy wants to what? Deceive us. Remember, he doesn't have any bullets. He's just throwing things at us, trying to make us fearful because he has no authority over Jesus Christ who dwells in us. And so he tries to deceive us. He tries to derail us. He tries to get our eyes off of our provider and more on our problems. Or in the book of Colossians, he's fighting this reality of going, hey, you you have the power to do this. You have the power to create this revelation for yourself, right? The enemy will try to get us to focus just on ourselves, right? That we can do this. We can muster up. We can willpower this. And God's going, actually, if you'll surrender to me, I'll do a mighty work in you. If you will trust me, right? The Christian battle is the only battle that is won through surrender. Where we surrender to God and as he's, his power begins to work in our life and as our roots grow deeper into him. But thankfulness is, can be a tricky thing in our lives because of one, our own sinful nature, but also the enemy is trying to attack us and derail us as well. And it made me think about, um, I grew up in Atlanta, south of Atlanta. And in Atlanta, there's this place called Six Flags. Anybody ever heard of Six Flags before? Six Flags over Georgia is where we went. And uh, at Six Flags, they have all of these roller coasters, all kinds that you can think about. I mean, every, I mean, just about every two years, there's a new roller coaster that comes out. And they have all these little, little games that you play. And some of them are kind of a trick because you can never win and all those things, right? And so, but I, I remember going to Six Flags, and they have all these crazy roller coasters, and there's one particular one called the Ninja. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. But this strap comes over your shoulders and your head kind of fits right here. Well, it creates this beautiful moment where your head plays ping pong with both of these hard pads that are next to you. So you hit a turn, it's like, bam, you hit a turn, bam. And so you just back and forth and you hit your head. And I'm like, I cannot think of a worse moment, a worse Saturday than for me to go stand in line for two hours, right? And then go on this Ninja. Now I got to go see the chiropractor. I feel like I want to throw up. This is terrible. Like, why would we do this? But when I was 16, whoo, that was the greatest thing ever, right? I'm like, I, I just want to ride roller coasters until I feel sick. I don't know what happened. But when I think about that, because 
our lives can feel like a roller coaster. I, I don't know if you've experienced this, but there's one day where I'm on top. I feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm on top of this roller coaster. I'm like, wow, I can see all of Georgia. I can see the whole theme park. This feels good. I feel so close to God. Look how high I am, right? And there's moments, right? And then the next morning I wake up, something happens. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. I'm sick to my stomach, right? And, I, and I'm feeling all of a sudden this turn. And it happens day in and day out, and it just feels like life is this constant roller coaster. But God says, I want to pull back the layers and to help you get to the place where we can live each day, each moment in this overflow of thankfulness. And it happens when we're doing what Scripture is talking about here, because last week and this week, we haven't even got to the circumstances that we face yet. Everything we talked about last week and this week are removed from the circumstances in our life, right? We can go back to these truths, these principles of who God is and what he has given us as Christians, and no one can take them away from us. There is no power in hell. There is no spiritual battle that can take place that rips that from us. All he can do is change our perspective and get us off of that and to derail us from what God wants. But what God wants us to understand is, is that no matter ups and the downs. We can live in his thankfulness. We can live in what he has given for us. And so as we begin to think about that, and as I, we get ready to close here today, one of the things I'd like to give you, uh, there's this pastor, Charles Stanley in Atlanta, and he created this uh, litmus test, so to speak, from scripture of going, when you and I live a thankful life, here are some characteristics that we'll experience in our life. And so I'd, I'm going to give you a little test today. Everybody feel good about a test? You're like, great, I came to church, I'm getting a test. But you begin to think about this, but begin to process this through the, through the lens of, am I a thankful person? Does this describe me? And so this is not an exhaustive list, and honestly, I just want to give it because it's a great place for us to evaluate our relationship with God and how God is working in us. And you may think about some of these characteristics and go, yeah, I feel like that one is great. God's really working in that one. Then you look at another one and you go, ooh, I need to work in there. I need to work in this aspect or whatever it may be. And that's how God begins to work. So you guys ready for this? Yeah. Ooh, we only got one person who's ready. Come on now. <laughs> All right, here we go. So as you think about this, do I have a positive attitude? Am I, do I have an awareness of God's presence? Do I have a humble spirit? Do I live a peaceful life? Am I thankful for others? Am I generous? Am I unselfish? Am I expressive of thankfulness? I love that one. Because you ever met somebody that's like really thankful? They can't hide their they can't hide their expressions. This is like this is amazing. This is incredible. you know their face is just expressive of thankfulness, friendly, contagious. You meet somebody that just has this heart to heart connection. You ever heard a baby cry, uh, laugh? Baby cry? You're like great. You ever heard a baby laugh? Man, it's contagious. It's like everybody starts laughing. You're like I don't even know what I'm laughing at, but I'm laughing because the baby's laughing. This is but it's contagious when we're living this thankful life because it just catches fire. Am I motivated? Am I, do I have a servant spirit? Do I have a high level of faith? And I look at Colossians chapter 2 but because it, it says my faith is being strengthened. Am I fruitful? Do I see the fruits of the spirit in my life? Am I joyful? And we see this list. And I love the joyful piece because we begin to think about 
joy and some of the ups and downs come because I look out at the world around me. I look at the people who are around me and I go, God, they have that. Why don't I have they got the promotion? Look at the house they're living in. Look at what's happening to them. And we see that comparison is the thief of joy. Right. And we begin to compare ourselves to what's happening around us. But our joy doesn't come from that. Our joy comes from the Lord. And you see all of this whole list that is happening here. Maybe one jumped out to you. And maybe one jumped out and you're like, oh, that, that's the one. That's the one I really need to lean into and allow the Holy Spirit to work in me in that. But the tension is and the desire that you're going to feel and that I feel is that I need to be more disciplined. I need to make this happen. I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and this thankful, I'm going to kill this thankful game. I'm going to just write down all these things. All of this is going to happen. But what God shows us through Scripture is that it happens through surrender. It happens to listening to the heart of God. And this scripture tells us in Colossians chapter 2 to go back to what you have received. I don't have to muster up this new idea. He's saying, no, get back under the flow. Get back under what the Holy Spirit is doing in you. And let me receive that, right? I need to receive. Remember, I've received all of these gifts. My table's overflowing. And now my perspective is, wow, look at all these gifts. I can't even hold all of this, right? And it changes me into thankfulness instead of me trying to muster it up and make all of these things. And so for me to go back to overflow in his goodness, overflow in what Christ has done for me, I would encourage us this week to go back to that list that I just listed, and we can post it and we'll email it out, but just to go back to that list from time to time for us to remember everything that we have received in Christ because thankfulness is our response. Thankfulness is one of the most amazing responses that we have in our relationship with God. And it's our response because I didn't do anything to deserve all of that. It's God who is rich in mercy, who in his steadfast love sent his son to die on the cross for me, to set me free, to, to forgive me of my sins. And now my response for everyday life is thankfulness. And that's the response. That's the shift that God wants us to make because instead of trying to muster it and make it happen, he's saying, allow it to be a response. And if you're listening to me and you're here in the room and you're going, well, it's hard for me to have that response because I don't know if I've truly received from Christ. And I would say you're right. Outside of having a relationship with Christ, it is extremely hard to live a thankful life. But when I have surrendered my life to Jesus. Now I have received and now my thankfulness is a response because I have received it and I'm living out of that response. And God first and foremost wants a relationship with you and he wants and then we bring everything that we have to Christ and then he begins to do a mighty work in us and through us. So my question to you is what is our response today? When you get ready and uh, head off uh, to work on Monday, or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, or you head off into uh, relationships, or being a friend, or being a student, or being a teacher, or being a spouse, or being uh, a mom, or being a dad, or whatever that may look like. What is our response as we head into that? 
And we eliminate the circumstances that are around us and get back to what we have received in Christ so that we can live in response, live in thankfulness. That my response I'm on Monday, my response is thankfulness, not because of what I'm about to face on Monday, because I can't control that. You and I were getting ready to go into Thanksgiving and we're going to sit at the table with some people. Maybe we're like, ah, I don't really know because you can't control Uncle Joe. I can't control grandma, right? Like I can't control the people and the circumstances that are all around me. But what I can do is show up in my response to what Christ has already done in me, right? I can show up in my response is thankfulness because my peace doesn't come from who's at that table. My peace comes from Christ. And I show up and saying, God, this, this is what I have. And honestly, it's one of the most, the most beautiful things that you and I can give back to God as a gift to him of God. Thank you so much for everything that you have done in my life. Thank you for your work in me. And I truly believe that if you and I will live this way in response to what God has done in our life, it will change our life. It will change our perspective and God will use it in a powerful way to help us see more clearly in our lives. So I want to pray for us, and I just want to say a quick prayer because uh, we we're talking about all of this, and all of this, everything we talk about here at the Bridge Church hinges on Jesus. It hinges on His Word. And so uh, the, me living out of thankfulness in response to Him is, what, is because of what Jesus did on the cross. And so if you want to surrender your life to Jesus, I'd love to give you that opportunity here this morning. And the Bible tells us that if we place our faith in Him, repentance and faith in Christ, is that's what He asks of us, that if we will turn from our sinful ways, turn from our brokenness, realize I have fallen short, and then surrender to God going, God, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you rose again, and I'm surrendering my life to you, that God, who is rich in mercy, will forgive us of our sins and save us. And so I just want to pray with you. If you want to surrender your life to Christ here today, let's pray together here as a church. You could say a prayer or something like this. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I know that I have fallen short. I know that I've missed the mark, God. God, I ask that you would save me. God, I believe that you died on the cross for me. And I believe that you rose again. God, I pray that you help to change me. I thank you for your goodness. And if you prayed that prayer here today, I'd love for you to fill out a Connect card or come see me at the Connect Center. We'd love to walk with you in this journey. I want to pray for us as a church. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you have given us. God, I pray that the, what you have done for us and uh, as we live in response to what we have received in you, God, that you would do a mighty work in us and through us. I pray that you would open our eyes. I pray that you would bind the enemy in our lives who's trying to deceive us, who's trying to uh, make us see the only things that the problems and the issues that we're facing, God. And I pray that we can take our eyes and place them on you, Jesus. I pray that we will live in thankfulness, that that will be our response, that it will be on our minds, it will be on our hearts, that it will be on our tongues, God, because you are good. God, you have chosen us. You have given us the Holy Spirit, God. Thank you that we have an eternal home in heaven that you have prepared for all of your children. God, thank you for how you have given us gifts, spiritual gifts, 
to use and be empowered by you, God. Thank you for your unconditional love. Thank you for second chances, God. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your mercy, God. Thank you for the, the resurrected body that we will enjoy one day. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for bringing the right people at the right time in our lives. And thank you, God, that you will continue to do a mighty work in us and through us, God. We love you. We ask all this in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Let's stand and worship together.